Welcome to the One Speed MMA podcast, the spooky cast here on Halloween. Mm-hmm. Thanks for coming over and not uh, passing out candy. Kids don't come down my, my street. Something about being poorly lit. If the kids come down your street, they're still in computers and TVs, not taking candy. Mm-hmm. Not computers, that's that, that house. Other house computers. Oh, other house is good. Where the dude came in through the backyard. Mm-hmm. Man, Paul's got the worst luck. True. With doors specifically. Like doors, yeah. Like both doors could have just been forced open. Why doesn't he come up with a comic routine about that? I don't know. It's how he hates how he hates doors. Because they always let people in to steal the stuff. Um, don't you hate doors? Don't you hate pants? <laughs> don't you hate pants? <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, yeah, back to the podcast. This weekend was a pretty good card. We we saw two old, old, I don't want to say old fighters, but two previous generation fighters lose to two up-and-coming sprouts. Oh, I feel like I'm talking like that guy that you just showed me. Mm-hmm. Chris Reagan? <laughs> no, I'm talking in weird formatting. And... Stuff. <laughs> Brunson versus Machida. Your edit, your jump, cutting My your own, own voice yeah. without video. Yes. Uh, did you watch the whole card? I only watched the last two fights. Uh, most of it. Mm-hmm. I, I, was just, I was surprised that uh, Nico Price lost. I mean, okay, I did not watch that card. Or that I, I only I saw that on. Uh, I saw that on Reddit. Things Someone I love. Stream on there. I was getting really bummed because, like, all the Brazilians were winning. And that switched real quick. And then magic happened. <laughs> I don't think I wanted necessarily Damian Maia to lose, but I did want Machida to lose, I realized, when I was there. And uh, the knockout was, oh, so satisfying. Yeah. Especially when Covington came out and said after that Machida was uh, was telling him he's going to F him up and go F himself. You know, you know, you know his respect, Brazil? <laughs> Disrespect, excuse me. Disrespect. You know, disrespect for you. Yeah, man, that's freaking crazy. Wait, I didn't know that. See, and I didn't know that, but I, I did see Colby Covington come out and be, after. Did you see his apology on Twitter? His yeah, quote unquote apology. Shouldn't apologize. No, he didn't. Oh, good. So it was. It was. Here's my apology below, and it said, "I had to get armed guards. I had was afraid for my life. I had things thrown at me." I couldn't bring my family. Like, he basically named all of these things about why Brazil sucked. And he said, my apology is nothing or something like that at the very end. Good. But he named all of the reasons why he was so pissed off. Um, well, he, well, he came and he was like, he did an interview. I can't remember where it was. Just poor podcasting on my end. I should have looked it up. But he was talking about how he was turning heel and he was essentially putting on an act. Nobody has a problem with McGregor. Sonnen does it. And I was like, yes, they do. But the problem is, is they embrace it. You don't ever pull the, the curtain back um, and show show the Wizard of Oz. Nope. Like, you got to keep going with it if you're going to do it. Like, And it's chill as well. Like, when Chell does his own podcast, he doesn't play heel. It's when he goes on Ariel Hawani's podcast. or he, when, still, he still hands it up a little. Though. Oh, yeah, no. Well, I, that's just, yeah, taking his personality and turning it up. But that's different than him being like, I'm the greatest that's ever lived. I've never lost. You can't, you know, beat a guy for 25 minutes, 24.5 minutes and then have him put his legs around your neck and then be done. You know, that's not a true win or whatever he says. Like, 
Cracker Jack box, all that stuff. The good news is, is season 13 of Tough Brazil, we're going to get Colby Covington versus Leota Machida. <laughs> Five years past his prime. They're not even the Colby's same. Oh, I guess Machida did drop, right? Well, he'd have to go up, too. It would essentially be the, the 170, 185, yeah. The problem is, and they weren't in the same weight class either. Oh, yeah. Vandalay was back and forth, I guess, and so was Chael, so they're essentially the same weight. But Nico Price was undefeated, and Luque was 11-6. and six. Luque was a, a big underdog. And, uh, I mean, Nico Price <clears throat> beat Alan Jovan and Brandon Thatch. I think I'm going to... I think I'm going to uh, parlay this whole next card, by the way. Speaking of other dogs. Don't don't get into that yet, because I play Spets too. Uh, Maya versus Covington, man. Where do you think Covington sits? He just beat the number three guy. He's only lost, I believe, one fight, we were saying. Let's see. Yeah, he's got one loss by submission, and that was who knows how long ago. We're going to look it up right here. He lost. Wow. But he hasn't really beat, I mean, beat Warley Alves, who's not doing super well at the moment. He lost. Speaking of toughs. 2015. He beat Mike Pyle. He beat Wagner Silva. He beat Max Griffin, Brian Barberena, Don Young Kim, which is a big one, and Damian Maya. You beat Damian, you're in the discussion. Oh, absolutely. Right. I mean, just like you beat Donald Cerrone, you're in the discussion with Darren Till. I feel like you, you're not. You shouldn't be anyways. Maya is a, a better test than Cerrone in that division. Maya is the best test. The only people that have beat him are people that have gone on to fight for the belt and or win the belt in other divisions. Like Rory McDonald beat him. Um, let's see here. Rory McDonald beat him. Anderson Silva beat him. Uh, who else has he lost to recently? Tyron Woodley beat him. He beat Mosby Dahl. He beat Condit. He beat Brown. His last, his last fight, he lost his last, he lost against Tyron Woodley. He lost against Colby Covington. He lost against Jake Shields and he lost against Roy McDonald. And then he lost to Chris Weidman and Mark Munoz, but that was that was back after he was having a rough time after he lost to Anderson Silva. Mm-hmm. He lost to Nate Marquardt because Nate Marquardt caught him coming in and knocked him out cold. So he's beat the best of the best, and he's lost to the best of the best. If you beat Damian Maya, that shows that you can stay off of your back long enough not to get submitted. So good for Covington. I think he fights a full-on striker, or he fights Tyron Woodley, who I would believe is... Basically, him times two. I think Tyron Woodley beats him pretty handedly. Um, I think he could potentially beat Stephen Thompson if he gets his hands on him, takes him down. Not like hands on him as in striking. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited to see him fight another wrestler or like a full on striker because his striking didn't look that that great. He was outstruck by 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 uh, Maya in the first round. And Maya did bloody him up, which is like, what? Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, it was a little bizarre. Lineker versus Vera, I didn't watch, but it looked like it was a, a pretty good fight going to decision. And then Brunson, man. Brunson looked good against Machida. Yep. He kept putting his chin down, though, but he did catch him with that, that left. Not I think it was a good thing he did it early. Yep. I mean, I know Machida is a, a shell of himself at that, at that weight class. I feel like just in general, I'm coming off of a two-year... Uh, suspension almost two year. Uh, I get that, but I still think as the fight goes on, he gets better, and Brunson probably gets put to sleep. 
So I'm glad that Brunson got him quick. I'm excited for this Jared, Jared Gordon dude, man. I watched him fight, not Jeff this Gordon. card. Yeah, him too. He uh, He's an up-and-comer. He's one of the only other Americans that won on, on this, and he beat Mike, uh, Michael Quinones, mm-hmm. the, uh, the Mexican dude. And one, I mean, this one was by decision. Hakran uh, Diaz is not, I mean, nothing to... Nothing to scoff at. So, they're thirteen and one, and and that in a smaller division, at least we've got somebody to potentially watch. So, coming off of this card, I definitely watch out for good old Flash Gordon. Do you think Till Perry happens, or can we get Covington Perry? Till Perry that would be a good test for Covington and Perry. Covington just takes him down over and over and over again. You've seen that once with Perry, so we have no idea if that's the case. Like you can work on something that was like over, like what two years ago? No, it was like it was like two fights ago. Mm. He he beat the random guy after Alan Joban. It was three fights ago. Oh, Perry's younger than me. That's nuts. Yeah, man, he's he's knocking dudes out cold. And if if freaking Maya can tee off on him, you can catch him coming in for sure. Like, look at his. K.O., 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 one decision, K.O., K.O. All of his fights have been stopped. And the person that could stay at his distance and take him down is the guy that beat him. Good old Alan Joban. Can Covington. And Covington beat Joban. How do you beat him? I think it was a decision. I'm just saying, if he, if Maya can get, What's like can that? land gloves on you, and if Perry doesn't, did you see him punching uh, pumpkins, by the way? <laughs> yeah, he just had his girlfriend holding pumpkins, and he was awkwardly punching them and kneeing them, like, in his front yard. Smart dude. <laughs> How, you gotta, gotta get that Halloween content. It was weird, Let's man. See. Hold on. Wait, no, he didn't. Kobe Covington, where is it? He didn't beat Joe Ben. Who did I click on that and said that they... Oh, no, that's who it was. Nico Price beat Alan Joban. Mm-hmm. Sorry, not Covington. Where they're at in their careers for both of them, it's a good fight. I agree. It, it, both of them need to be tested with what the other one has. And that... But, but Perry's got his next... Wait, you're talking Covington okay. versus... I just asked you. Do you think Perry? Or, Teal or Covington? Till or Covington? Till, because they're both strikers. It's, yeah. a, it's a much more fun fight. Um, to, to actually test him to see how he would do in the versus top ten, I'd, I'd rather watch him fight Covington. He's Covington technically ten yet? Do we know if he's in there? I guess if he he's got, yeah, he's got yeah, he's got to be in the top ten. Let's see. Uh, yeah, let's see top ten. I'm just glad we're seeing these new fighters come up, man. Yeah, especially in that division. That division's building itself up to be really fun. Well, and with Tyron Woodley just sitting on the belt. Dude, Mike Perry fought at lightweight. That's pretty nutty. 155. That's crazy. Uh, Covington is now number three. He jumped up four Holy spots. Shit. He jumped up four spots, so he was already number seven. Condit dropped one. I don't even know what Condit's... Like, he is coming back, but it's kind of weird that Condit's even still like in there. I think RDA beats Covington. No. Danny was telling me he thinks RDA beats Lawler. Mm-hmm. Based on age and only age, I could see that. RDA has a big problem with wrestlers, too, though. Like Robbie won't wrestle him. He'll just not get taken down. No, no, I'm saying Covington. Oh, yeah. Covington beat RDA's ass. Yeah. Wait, 
You, he would. Coming to the NRDA, haven't fought. I said he would beat his ass. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's interesting, man. So Ponzinibbio and... So Ponzinibbio's number 10, and he's fighting Mike Perry. Mm-hmm. Mike Perry wins that fight. He jumps up. Darren Till's number 8. So that's probably the next fight. But, I mean, Jorge Masvidal versus Mike Perry would be a fun one, too. I like those three starting to figure things out together. Give me, like, any combination of those three, and I'd be into it. Masvidal versus Thompson, man, this weekend. That's crazy. That's crazy. Before we get into that, though, Conor McGregor. So tell me which one of these is the most likely scenario. I'm going to give you the two scenarios that happened, and then you tell me which one you think is more likely. Number one, the UFC tweeted out a picture of Conor McGregor versus Nate Diaz 3 and then deleted it. Then Conor McGregor has quoted on MMA fighting as saying, talking about the unification belt with Tony Ferguson, I feel that that will be my next fight. Do you think his next fight is what the UFC accidentally tweeted out, which is, which is Conor versus Diaz 3? Or do you think it's what's Connor saying, saying that he'll most likely fight Tony Ferguson? Who's the boss? Connor McGregor. Of UFC. Of UFC. Connor McGregor. Exactly. <laughs> Connor McGregor. That goes what Connor says. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, but you think they're just trying to backtrack? You think they accidentally did it and, and Uncle Dana is trying to uh, make it seem like that's not what's going on? So he has some chips against Nate Diaz? Because Nate Diaz is going to sit out for a lot of money. Well, that's what he said he priced him out. And I, I tend to believe that. I don't know why Dana would lie about that. Um, and Nate's been quiet about the whole thing. Um, I would say that Nate's really in no hurry to get back. And Tony's going to be running his mouth. And Nate's just going to keep his mouth shut because he doesn't really care at this point. Um, I, I just I don't see... I, I, I do see I do see Diaz McGregor 3. That's not true. But I see that happening a little bit later down the line. I would say probably next summer when they have one of their big cards, like International Fight Week, I would see probably that beginning of July is what I would expect. Um, but I would say mo- more more imminent is probably McGregor Ferguson. And, I mean, he's talking outside of his do- his own documentary. Did Diaz Trillet? So this is, this is what he said. So they're kind of misinterpreting this. So the, the, the quote is, Ferguson, by now he revealed the contract negotiations for the title unification bout have already begun, which makes sense. A winner of 10 straight contests, and they said the DS trilogy is also there. I can defend my belt against Nate. Maybe we can persuade one of the boxing opponents to step into the octagon, or there's always boxing bouts as well. So there's so many options. I feel to legitimize the belt. There's an interim belt, or an interim champion. I'm the unified champion. I feel that that will be next. We are currently in contract negotiations and see where it goes. <laughs> you see that Pauly Malignaggi and Lobov are getting into yeah. it for a boxing match? Can you imagine that boxing match, dude? <laughs> Pauly would light him up. Absolutely oh, light him up. He man. can't even outbox people in the UFC. How does he... How does he plan on beating an actual boxer in a boxing match? I saw an article why Lobov's not as big as McGregor. Guess what I did with that article? They saying that Lobov is big as is no. Hungry? Why isn't he as big as oh. McGregor? Or why did he? Why was their trajectory not kind of together? Because Lobov is like eleven and eleven. 
right, we all know the answer, but I didn't care what the article had to say. That was a not. I just kept scrolling. Who gives a shit? Clickbait, man. The other thing is, is wasn't well, even good clickbait. Who cares about Lobov? I, just invoking McGregor's name, like that's. I'm not just going to click on an article because of that. Like because they put the, the two names together. You could have just put the the title McGregor. I, I and I clicked on that. But I mean, the person's wrong because Lobov got a headlining fight against Cub Swanson that he didn't deserve in any way, shape, or form. The fight wasn't that great. It went five rounds, and he just got We don't know the article Cub Swanson because we didn't click on it. No, and I can tell you as far as trajectory. Yeah, it could do, but trajectory-wise, like, it's not really wrong, though, because they didn't go together. It's like... Well, and every time you lose, you're... If you've got a big mouth, and you're using your... The way that you speak to elevate yourself in the ranks, you have to continue to win. Colby Cummington's doing it. He's continuing to win. He did pull back the curtain a little bit, and you're not supposed to. Chel Sonnen continued to win more than he lost, and Conor McGregor has won all but Nate Diaz. And, of course, now uh, Floyd Mayweather. But the thing is, is if you run your mouth, you have to win. Mike Perry, people hated him at first. Because he was like, you thought I was your, your friend, boy? You remember that? And then he knocked out, and he knocked that dude out. Moving on from there, he kept talking. He kept being ridiculously dumb, but he kept winning. And he kept winning decisively, just like Conor McGregor. And that's why Artem Lobov and freaking Conor McGregor didn't grow at the same rate. If Lobov was still undefeated since he came into the UFC with Conor McGregor, it would be a, a completely different thing. But he's lost probably three of his last four fights. He just lost to Andre Feely. He, he lost to Cub Swanson. And I think he won his fight before that. The thing is, is he's not talk. He's not a talker. And he's not a great fighter in the realm. He beat my ass for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. But in the realm of MMA, he's not stellar. Yeah, like, the only reason he's in the UFC is because of Conor McGregor. Yes. So same as... Uh, as uh, Gunnar Nelson. <laughs> Don't even. There you go. Kobe Covington versus Gunnar Nelson. That's an interesting fight. That's all right. Mm. It goes to decision. Mm, yeah, probably. I yeah. would I would be very interested in that fight. Um, I'm going to name a name. Tell me if you know who it is. Kamaru, Kamaru Usman. Okay, no. Kamaru Usman does a lot of uh, announcing for... Not Cage Warriors, Alaskan Fighting League. Anyway, he won the Ultimate Fighter like 16. Mm-hmm. He's done really well. He's still undefeated. He's looked good. He's saying he's supposed to fight Emil Meek. He's saying that the UFC offered to replace Meek with Covington, and Covington said no. So the thing is, is you know who Covington is. I know who Usman is, and Usman's not even, I don't think he's even ranked within the top 15 of that division. Mm-hmm. 12. He's number 12. And he's saying that Covington is is turning down fights with him. I don't believe that. And right after he won, right after Covington won, Usman jumped right on Twitter and was trying to call him out. And it's like, no, man, he's not going to move back. He just beat Damian Maya. He's only going forward. I mean, he might fight an RDA. He might fight a Donald Cerrone because it's a big name. He's not going all the way back to Usman. Why would – I mean, you can't just say that people are ducking you if you're so much farther below him because, I I mean – what, where is he ranked? Like, where's he at? Eh, I guess you could then. I mean, it was... Covington beforehand was, what, at, tw- at, at uh, 10? Yeah, 
10? Mm-hmm. Someone went, no, he's at 7. So a 7 and a 12, I mean, the only thing is, is Uzman is 11 and 1. He's not undefeated. He's 11 and 1, and he's done really well, but I mean, he beat Warley Alves, who beat Covington, Sergio Moras, and now he's fighting Emil Meek. Leon Edwards, and he beat Hadar Hassan to, to win the Ultimate Fighter. Like, he really hasn't. He's beat mid, mid of the pack guys coming up, but I understand what he's doing. But call out freaking Neil Magny. Call out Gunnar Nelson. Call out somebody that's closer to your, you know, your rank rather than just being like, cool, you won, let's fight. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, that's great for you, but no one, only the diehards know who you are. And that's only because you won the Ultimate Fighter. And you won the Ultimate Fighter back when no one was watching it. So it. it so just. Like what a year ago? Like six years ago. And more people were watching it then. Machida vs. Brunson averages 558,000 viewers. That's pretty good. That's more than the uh, DJ, the DJ reviews. Probably on Globo. Yeah, well, that, that doesn't count then. <laughs> no, I don't know where it says. If it's, if it's counting Globo, it's like that doesn't count compared to DJ's numbers. Silver reminds over him he's fighting, then wants to go for his... Oh, sorry. Sorry, I'm reading through uh, reading through Reddit real quick. All right, let's talk the uh, upcoming card. This is other news that I didn't hit. Um, John Jones hitting pads on Instagram with message. Hashtag day one. Day one what? Did you read the article that talks about how he get no suspension to up to four years suspension? Mm-hmm. Part of, if we're talking about the same one where it gave like the different the breakdown, yeah, part of it, part of it. David Pumpkins, Happy Halloween! Uh, if you haven't read this, it's actually really, really worth. It was a bloody elbow, or is it MMA fighting? I was on Reddit. I don't know. Nonetheless, I think it was MMA fighting, but they broke down basically from no suspension to six months to one year to two years to four years suspensions, and they talk about how basically he can get all of them. Whether it be, you know, they tested another, I tested another sample and it, and it didn't show up, or they, um, he claims it's tainted like the last six months. It's pretty unlikely that he's going to get no time, and it's pretty unlikely that he will get four years. Yeah. Like, it's going to be something in, in between. Yeah, but I mean, it was an interesting article where it talk, basically talks about everything. And if he does claim the dick pill, you know, thing, he could get another six months, but he, I don't even think he's claimed anything that he's taken could have caused it. So apparently Connor apologized for using the derogative towards the gender F word. I was like, how do I say that without it's yeah. The homophobic slur. Justin. Yeah, the homophobic slur. That's there you go. Because if you use it, you're homophobic. Um, he's given a lot of slack. He is? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't really matter, though. I feel like John Jones would have been, everyone would have defended him, too. But, um, Well, great job, Connor. Um, what are we talking about? The the next card? We're talking about the next card. Sorry, I was, I was doing a run-through. I was doing a run-through uh, Reddit real quick, but we, we got there. We're done. So, yeah, let's go to the upcoming card. Um. I've actually got some money on this card. I've parlayed three different fights. I'm actually... This is one of those cards that where I'm not 100% um, 
secure in my picks. Bisping versus St. Pierre could go either way. Who do you got? Join into my parlay because I'm going to do the whole card just for shit. All, right, all right, all right, yeah. Um, you're doing top to bottom, like Brown Gall all the way up? Or like main card? Nah, I'm doing the main card all the way up, so the six fights. Vic versus Duffy, man. There's a lot of really good fights on this. All right, we can talk about the main card or under card? Or main, main card, main card. That's Hendricks versus Borachina. Borachina. That's what I'm going with. Thompson versus Mazidal. Mazidal. Really? Yeah. Uh, Joanna versus Rose? Joanna. Yeah. Garbrandt versus Dillashaw. Garbrandt. Bisping of St. Pierre. Bisping. There's one fight that we're missing, right? Because there's six. Uh, OSP got moved to the... OSP versus Anderson got moved to the prelims. Um, so you've got Brown versus Gall, OSP versus Anderson, Harris versus Godbeer, Vic versus Duffy. Those are all on the FS1. No, nah, I'm not, I'm not going to go the under, because I'm not going to be able to watch all of them, because... Uh, You'll be the comedy show. Um, yeah, he's got the joke. So I do, here's how I would do it. I would do Brown, OSP, Harris, uh, Duffy, Borashina, Thompson, Joanna, Garbrandt, Bisbing, just because St. Pierre's been out so long. And maybe not. I mean, Bisbing could take him, or St. Pierre could just take him down and just hold him there. Easy. I don't know, man. I mean, who's been able to really do that with Bisbing? No, he's done a great job in his career. I think Bisbing, does he retire after this? If you win, I I mean... The fact that he's been drinking every single day and everywhere he goes, it doesn't seem like physically he's taking this serious. I feel like that's just who he is in general. Maybe. And George is just the first person to call it out because he was just trying to hype the fight. That's my feeling on it, but... I don't know. Um, I think Dillashaw could beat Garbrandt. They used to train together. Dillashaw was a better fighter back in that day. He's going to know a lot of Garbrandt's weaknesses. That's about as close to a pick as you can get. We, we, we know his weakness. Like He's not the best wrestler in the world. He has wrestled, but Dillashaw's a better wrestler than him. But but, but uh, Cruz couldn't take him down. Yeah. I mean, and he, uses, he used Cruz shots against him. And he even ended up winning the wrestling game by the end against Cruz. And Cruz is a really good wrestler. Well, Cruz was – thats I feel like that's a different story. That's like when a, a good running team gets down a ton and they have to start throwing at the end mm-hmm. of the game. That's not saying that he out-wrestled him, I feel like. Like, Cruz was expecting him to punch. Yeah. Like that one that he had where he did the combo and then he and then ducked under Cruz and just took him down yeah. lightning quick. Cruz – there was no way Cruz's head – he was scrambling at that point. He was he he wasn't like he's gonna shoot on me at some point. He's like he's gonna keep throwing punches at me and try and finish his fight. I ended up on my back what three times or however many times it was. Yep. Maybe I'm exaggerating, but um, yep. But yeah, I my opinion. I think Dillashaw's a better wrestler, um, and Cody's I think substantially a better. Strength. I think Dillashaw was was Division One, right? NCAA Division One wrestler. I don't know honestly, but. I, it's this is as close to a pick'em as you can get, in my opinion. I think Bisbing and St. Pierre is pretty close to a pick'em as well. Bisbing is going to be the bigger fighter, which means it's going to help him not getting taken down. Um, GSP's always fought the smaller fighter when it comes to like super fights, right? BJ Penn came up and GSP just trounced him because he was so much bigger and he had grease all over him. Mm-hmm. This is this to me. Outside of Joanna versus Rose is probably one of the best cards of just being like, man, I really don't know who wins. 
Masvidal Jordan versus Rose. You don't know who's going to win that. No, one. no. Outside of that. Oh. Hendricks versus Boreshina as well. I think Boreshina is faster than Hendricks. I think Hendricks has lost a step. Who knows where he comes in if he even makes weight. He is the underdog on this card. So let me tell you who the actual favorites are now. So Bisbing and St. Pierre are, are. are very close. I know that. Yeah, Bisbing has a, or is a slight It's, it's like a negative 10 underdog. Barbara is the favorite. John, John is like Wade, a 3-1 favorite. Thompson is the, the favorite. And then Mohachin is yeah. the favorite. Mm-hmm. Um... So I took Thompson, Joanna, and Garbrandt. I didn't touch the Bisping St. Pierre fight, and I think, I think the only one that could I could get in trouble with is definitely Garbrandt versus Dillashaw. And I feel like the Masvidal one for me is Masvidal's not a wrestler, and Thompson showed that he is by far the best striker in the UFC. Mm. No, maybe not in the entire UFC in that division. He's the best striker. Yeah, no, I, I would he say beat Roy McDonald. He beat. He beat the current interim champion, other than Bisbeing. Um, what huh? is his freaking name? Robert Whitaker. He beat Robert Whitaker. The only person he's lost to is is uh, Tyron Woodley, and they barely even fought. Um, wait, when did he lose to Whitaker? They're not even in the same weight class. He beat Whitaker. They're not even in the same weight class. Whitaker must. They he fought and beat Whitaker. Um, Robert, being good with distance doesn't make you a Robert, striker. Like being dynamic and he lost Edson to Matt, he lost to Matt Brown. He lost to Matt Brown when he couldn't when he couldn't wrestle. Robert Whitaker, Stephen Thompson, round one TKO, performance of the night, UFC one seventy in two thousand fourteen. What weight were they fighting? They're they're at. 185. Both of them are. Whitaker's just the interim champ because Bisbing isn't fighting. He beat Yoel Romero and got the interim belt. Wait. No, you're right. So, Stephen Thompson dropped down. You mean went up? Robert Whitaker would be 185? No, no, no. Thompson's... Thompson's... 170. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whitaker's 185 champion. They did fight. You're right. Yeah, yeah, 170. Yeah. They fought at 170. So he went up. Yeah, yeah. Whitaker went up. Sorry. Yes. You mean Whitaker had to go down to fight Thompson? 170. It's confusing because it's UFC 170, and I'm wondering what weight they fought at 170 or 180. Oh no, I don't know. Um, it doesn't say. And the UFC.com does a very usually, poor job. I'm guessing that they fought at. Let's look at look at uh, Whitaker's record because. Matt Brown's at 170, right? So it looks like it looks like Thompson has been at 170 the entire time. The confusing thing is Wikipedia usually says is Patrick Cote 180. Patrick Cote's 185. No, he's been he's he's also fought 170. Ellenberger's 170. Uh huh. Hendricks was. Matt Brown is 170. He's welterweight. So it looks like Whitaker went up. And down. Down. Whitaker had to go down. He, or she no, yeah, yeah. Whitaker he, he lost he and then he went, went, up, went up to 185. Gotcha. Let me see. This is confusing now. This is because Matt Brown has turned into a shit show. Matt Brown is one seventy. Robert. So yeah. So Stephen Thompson Hester, he fought, and that was that was his middleweight. That's why he wasn't saying that Thompson had a debut. So Whitaker went against Clint Hester at UFC Fight Night. Rockhold Bisbing. He went up and did his middleweight debut and got fight of the night bonus, and that was in two thousand fourteen, Sydney, Australia. Jeez, he's fought in Australia a ton. I mean, he's beat 
Brad Tavares, Clint Hester, Uriah Hall, Rafael Natal, Derek Brunson, Ronaldo Sousa, Yoel Romero, dude. He has beat the best in that division. Mm-hmm. All but one. All but one. He also lost to Court McGee, which is crazy to me. Hmm. That's interesting. I think it's because Court out-wrestled him back before he his takedown defense was as good as, good as it is. Um... I feel like we're we're past the wrestlers beat everybody generation other than one seventy No, it's ebb and flow. Like you're I gonna, agree. it's gonna be there's gonna be the reign of the wrestlers again, like Covington coming up, like they're gonna have their time, but then the strikers are gonna come back, they're gonna it's that's the craziest thing. If you can put a good win streak together in the UFC, I don't feel I feel like there will never be padded records like Mayweather um in the UFC unless people are throwing fights. Because the sport moves too quickly. It's like people are trying these yeah. things and then all of a sudden it switches over. I could be wrong. Maybe well, we get an all Well, there's, there's eras, right? Because, I mean, remember when Leota Machida and Karate was like that thing, Dominic Cruz as well, when his head movement, his movement just like kept everyone at bay. Anderson Silva before he kind of lost a step. Well, all of those guys, they're very unique and they can't really be replicated. Like yeah. they're not eras because they can't be replicated. But you will see, I feel like, techniques that take over. Like, we haven't seen triangles in a while. And then all of a sudden, I think we saw two recently. Mm -hmm. You might start seeing those come back. Like, people forget about it. They don't train for it, and they get caught. And then they're like, well, we can't let that happen. This person has a good triangle. Cerrone's good off his back. All right, we're just going to train that. You're not going to see it again for a while. You're going to see something else. So I just think it's ebb and flows, ebb and flows. I think the reign of the wrestler will come back. And then we'll get distance fighters again. Then we'll get just technically gifted and fast strikers. I just think you'll see it, like, here and there. This is expounding too much. Yeah. I feel like I it's not the beginning either. or end of that. It's just... I, I think a lot of it is the coaches are getting better, and a lot more people are just listening to their coaches. I, a lot of the top people that are fighting now are like, I just do what my coaches tell me to. We train what my coaches tell me to, and it hasn't led me straight yet. Conor McGregor, said, Conor McGregor says that. I think Woodley says that. There's a couple people who are like, I just do what my coaches tell Anybody me. Anybody at Jackson. Anybody at Jackson. And, they, I mean, it's it's working out well. I mean, it takes a lot for someone that's on a win streak to change their entire style to put them on a win streak. Whereas I think people within the top five, knowing that they have to fight wrestlers or fight strikers or fight you know counter strikers or whatever it is, they have to prepare for everything. And that's when I think that loss that we always discuss, that first loss, is really what changes everybody's life in the UFC. Because you do it one way, and it gets you so far, and then you lose. And you have to you have to implement the ways that you lost and fix those, because everyone will attack those from then on out, because they saw how you lost. Um, I agree 100% on that. Um I was going to ask in general, what do you want to see out of this card? Is kind of like a. Cause I don't think it's the biggest card of the year. I still feel like 200 was bigger. Yeah. But this has a lot of potential. What would you need to see for it to be a good card? Uh, I would like to see a, not a ton of decisions. And if there are a ton of decisions, I want them to be hard fought, not boring. If that makes sense. I don't want to see Thompson and Maz Vidal pace around the middle of the ring for. 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. I, I highly doubt that Garwright and Dillashaw don't exchange, but you never know. You know, you, we could see Dillashaw playing counter-striker and just kind of running from Garbrandt and, and trying to tire him out, you know, which could be boring. 
we could see Hendricks and Borchina, and that, that is going to be a knockout on either side. And we could see the same thing with Bisbing, right? We could see GSP just I, – I don't imagine any of these people not striking other than Bisbing and St. Pierre. And I could imagine St. Pierre – Hendricks. He could try and wrestle, but you're not – with a Brazilian, a big old Brazilian, you're going to try and wrestle him? I think it's his best chance. I mean, that dude could – He's got to get in first. Every time he tries to get close, he gets his ass knocked out. St. Pierre as well. Like St. Pierre, I think, could try and grind out Bisbing, and that's the worst possible comeback and the worst possible main event that you could have it on this card is Bisbing wrestling, or St. Pierre wrestling Bisbing for 25 minutes. And I think that's what's going to happen. I don't know. He's kind of immune to that. Like, that's that's his stick and shtick, I should say. And uh, GSP? Yeah. Like, I feel like... His fan base, like, I don't, I've never been a huge GSP fan. I don't hate him. Like, if he wins, like, I don't like Bisbing. If he wins, I'm fine with it. But, like, his fans, just everybody that is just, just balls deep with St. Pierre, they don't care that he just wrestles. Like, it's a different breed of fight fan. And I feel like that's not worst case scenario as far as for that division. It just shows he's dominant and he beat another really, really good guy. Before you move on from there, I think that's where they talk about the GSP and the George St. Pierre, like Rush and GSP. And Gavin always talks about this, Gavin Murray. He's always like, there was there was Rush St. Pierre, and then there was GSP. And he's like, GSP, the GSP era started after he lost to Matt Sarah. Mm-hmm. From then on out, he didn't want to take any damage. He didn't want to get hit in the head. He just wanted to wrestle and win. And that was it. He wanted to pick people out apart. He wanted to move, and he wanted to wrestle. And I think it's it's that, right? Does he go back to actually wanting to, to win? Does he get that killer instinct back? Or does he go back to just winning? Um, I, I don't know. I think all he wants is a win coming back. And uh, try to... He needs kind of a nest egg. So he needs to put together Bisbing. Um, and then he's supposed to defend the belt, right? So he has to do that. And then hopefully fight Woodley. And then if Connor ends up winning the belt and goes up, then we get a super fight at 170 with him. I mean, that's ideally what they want. I feel mm-hmm. like that's a, that's a lot of variables to have to try to control. Um, but I think best case scenario for him is just to put in a good performance and get a win so that you can start setting up future fights. And I think that's where his head's at. And that's why I think he's going to lose. I don't think he's necessarily looking at this fight. It's almost like a springboard to other fights. I don't know if he wants to. I don't know if he wants to fight. I think the money brought him back, and I don't know if he's really like with how long it took him to actually get back in, with all of the disputes, with him coming back and them announcing the fight, and then it not happening for like a whole other year. I just, I don't know, man. And I, we always talk about right the MMA fighter psychology, and everyone's always like, you can't talk about fighter psychology because you just don't know where they're at, and that's. I feel like GSP is one big question mark right now. And that's what kind of makes it exciting. Whether mm-hmm. win or lose, whether he stays or he goes, like, that's what it is. Um, so my question is, is what what card from the main, or what fight from the main card do we lose before this weekend? Hendricks. Garrett and Dillashaw aren't the most healthy guys either. They never pulled out that quickly, though. If they're, they're healthy enough to fight, they're fighting. Thompson Mazidal, I don't imagine anything happening. Bisbing and St. Pierre, I don't think... I think St. Pierre's been injured like once or twice in his entire career. I don't think this card's going to fall off at all on the main card. I, re- I don't even think actually anybody's going to fall off. Um, 
Hendricks can, Hendricks can miss weight easy. It's 185. I feel like he's going to be okay. Um, and I'm probably pretty sure at this point they have something written into the contract if he misses weight. So I, I really I feel like we're set on this card, and I'm going to say that knock on wood. You just cursed that right there. I knocked on wood. Gall versus Brown, man. I this, want Brown to win so bad. This actually, this whole card, when I asked you what, I, what you want to see from what I want to see is we got storylines top to bottom play mm-hmm. out. We got movement and divisions. Olenek first played is really good. Mm-hmm. Varasa Hobby's brother, Eamon, is Eamon, however you pronounce it. He's 7-0. He's on the, the early prelims. If he can put something together and he can make a run at 135, he's got a good name behind him. Um, St. Prue. Mm-hmm. Anderson, I really want Brown to win, and then even Borhashinya and you got the Hulk too. Thompson and Masvidal. Whatever happens on both of those fights, you have something that can kind of build towards um, title shots and things like that. So I feel like well, Zahabi is fighting on this card. Mm-hmm. Yep, <laughs> very first fight, and he's uh, seven and zero so far. So, um, and he, he actually—I don't know much about him, if I'm being honest. But other than he's the brother of Barasov, yeah. But he's got obviously seven and zero. But he's got forty three KO, forty three percent sub, and then it just goes to decision rarely. Fourteen percent decision. So he's an exciting fighter. He looked pretty dynamic. Um, I don't know if he's exciting just because I haven't watched any of his fights. I don't know how he's catching people or whatnot. But he is dynamic. It looks like he can finish mm-hmm. on the ground or on the feet. I like blades too. Mm-hmm. Yep, I, I actually like that fight a lot. I. If I, I would like to choose. Olenek, 52, 10, and 1. Yeah, dude, me and a guy at work were looking at this. It was like, what in the hell? Kutalaba is the dude that always paints himself green and comes out as a Hulk of the weigh-ins. He just lost to somebody, man. And he's, he's a scary dude. And How someone knocked him out. Olenek, man? Enrique de Silva just I think, beat him. I think oh, no, is- sorry. Jared Canyonier beat him. I feel like Blades like has this fight. I like Blades. The thing is, is like he's a boring fighter, but uh, he's up and coming, and he's going to learn to strike, and he's going to be really, he's going to be one to watch. You know what I? A new rule that I live by. Hmm. Don't trust the Russians. Don't trust the records. Oh don't, no! Don't trust Khabib's. Don't trust Olenek's. Well, how many of those were bear, bear cubs? You know that that could be beat. Exactly. You don't know. OSP yeah. versus Anderson, man. That also is just a big toss-up. Mm-hmm. Huge toss-up. Mm. Ooh, Justin's tired? Oh, yeah. I'm going to get you to bed, little guy. I'm a sleepy, sleepy baby tiger. Um, well, I, I, I'm really, really, really excited for this card, so I'm making Austin record it so that I can go back and watch everything. So Vic versus Duffy, too, man. Vic's the dude that I'm always like, ah, he's just not that great, and he keeps winning, and he he just barely lost for the first time. He in that picture, he looks unsure of himself. He, there's just something about him, man. He's like, executioner. He's like, wait, am I supposed to look up, look down, look left, look right? He he lost to Benel de Rouge. He looks like a dog that just got caught doing something wrong. Yeah, yeah, I could see, yeah, I could see that. He just tore up a, co- a couch cushion. That's going to be an interesting fight, man, because both of those dudes are strikers. And so, I mean, that's a good time. This card is a bunch of strikers. I think Mickey, I mean, Mickey Gall might take down Brown, Randy Brown, but... Hopefully not. And then um, Olenek and Blades will be a wrestling match as well. So we'll see. Dude, does Randy Brown come out to Rude Boy? 
You should. You should. 100%. <laughs> Rude boy. <laughs> God, I hate Mickey Gall. Everybody does. But he's doing his thing. And he sticks to it, right? He does the douchebag thing, and he sticks to it. But he's not even a cool douchebag. Like, I like Bisbee because he's, he's an awesome douchebag. I like McGregor because he's an awesome douchebag. Like, Mickey Gall, like... He would just be the guy with the puka shell necklaces that just went around and picked fights with kids that were weaker than him in school. <laughs> Till one day he ran into Court McGee and Court McGee taps him out in the hall. Mm-hmm. And that he probably got abused by his father. Not to say that that's good <laughs> or bad. Just saying that's what he reminds me of. Yeah, like his dad was the one making him do pull-ups when he got in trouble. Yeah, and he and he is just projecting that onto the UFC. You, you didn't do the, he didn't take out the trash? 15 pull-ups. Two wind sprints. Yep. That's what I see him as, and that's why I can't stand him. Burpees, now. <laughs> Anything else, man? This is going to be a good card. From top to bottom, like you said, not the best card. It's a great card. But it's great. I don't know, man. This could be better than 200 on the fights. Not name Not name prowess. No, there's a lot of cards that have been better than 200. Because Brock Lesnar did nothing but wrestle Mark Hunt. And 200 was better than this. DC did nothing but wrestle Anderson Silva. And then Nunez just crushed Misha Tate. Well, I mean, you're comparing the end result of 200 to this. To an I'm talking of like just names and storylines side by side. Yeah, I agree. Uh, with that, let's wrap this thing up. Thank you guys for listening. We will be back next week. Hope you guys enjoyed your Halloween and it was safe. You guys got lots of candy for your kids and or for yourself. And we will see you next week. Peace. Bye.